the New York Artist Collective podcast. This next one's about. Hello and welcome to the New York Artist Collective podcast. This next one's about. This is typically the podcast where we interview an artist to discuss the creative songwriting process behind one of their songs. I'm your host, Stephanie Manns, singer-songwriter and one of the New York Artist Collective producers. During lockdown, we've been taking these podcasts live on our Facebook page to find out how artists are dealing with the situation and we've been finding some creative ways to help. This episode recorded live on Facebook last week and you can check out our Facebook page to watch this video. I interviewed Heather May, a social justice songwriter based in DC who has been taking her shows online and building her community and staying in touch with her fans across the US with her Apart Together community group on Facebook. Heather May. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. It's lovely to see you because I did see you too. Honestly, see you the last time we chatted. Nope, we were just like hanging out. I could only see your voice. That's true. And Um, and you are a real human. (laughs) I am a real human, and also are you. But and the last time I saw you was at your show in October. Gonna go Mm -hmm. with that. October was my yep. It was my CD release concert for my album Glimmer. Yes, and it was so, I loved it. It was so yeah. much fun. And obviously our, our mutual friend, Angela, um, performed uh, that show as well. I love so, her. Yes, she's awesome. And for everyone, for anyone who's watching, um, please comment. I'm still working out how to uh, pull up various things whilst multitasking. It's actually, you know, not one of my strengths. Um, <laughs> but here we go with the Star Watch party. Ah, crap. And starting watch parties, which watch is like a totally is... new thing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start it's... a watch party right now. It is. A... I think Facebook hasn't, oh, I shouldn't really say this, but Facebook hasn't realized, maybe they have realized how powerful they are, but like Facebook oh, no, they tries have... to make you pay for everything. Oh, interesting. You know, because when you, you know, like when you post sometimes on your music page, not a lot of people see it unless you promote the post. Certain if... things, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, anyway, so are you, are we all sharing and we're, I'm sharing, I'm sharing to the, my own personal Facebook page. There Wonderful. we go. As have I. Okay. So last we spoke, um, I think it was just before the lockdown. Oh boy. It was quite, quite a time. We had to postpone that a bunch because it was like, I was moving. It was a pandemic. It was a situation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was a situation. And then we were, we knew that this was going to happen. We knew that everything was kind of going to get locked down. We, we were we just so uncertain. Know. Did we not? We knew. We, we knew that not. shows had been canceled, I thought. Oh, yes. We yes. knew shows were canceled. We knew that people were going to be in isolation. But we, I remember like, because it was like March, it was right after my birthday that we like met and did the interview. It was like March 25th or something like that. And I remember the feeling of like, I think I know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be until the fall. We're not going to be gathering. And there was still part of me that was like, I don't know, that's kind of nuts. But now it seems pretty real. Seems. Yeah. I mean, we've now had two months of it. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we'd made, it was less than a week or so roughly Mm -hmm. when we spoke. And we were just like, what does this mean? How long is this going to go on for? And now we're like, okay. Oh, it's a very different reality that we're in right now. We've launched virtual businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. So tell me about that. What does that looked like for you because I've seen you do so many things and congratulations you won an uh you won a stream what was it called stream watch 
Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. And um, it was a huge, yeah, but oh my gosh, that actually happened last night. So mm. way to go picking that up. <laughs> um, yeah, so last night uh, we found out, Chris Matthews and I, who lives here, an amazing social justice songwriter, um, we found out that our song that we wrote like during isolation, like two weeks into this whole thing, we um, we wrote this song, we like to call it, or I like to call it, an apocalyptic love ballad. Um, and it's the song about like finding connection in the time of what whatever this time is um it's called six feet apart and mm -hmm. we yeah submitted to this festival songwriting contest here in dc and we won which is i know so great it's amazing congratulations and i know that you know it's paid your rent for the month which is pretty yes well. it feels so good i know especially because uh like the gigs just keep getting canceled. And I know that seems silly. Like it's two months now, two months of, of this. But for me, it's like, I don't know. I'm still keep like hoping that eventually, you know, that they'll stop like the cancellations and the contracts and stuff will stop. I don't know what I'm doing. What's wrong? Sorry. I, I didn't know if you could hear that. I like opened up the Facebook thing and then it was really loud that you were, you were <laughs> I didn't two hear of you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I heard, I heard like a, it twice. You heard two of you. You saw two of me. Yes, I did. It's great. It's like the best. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, but it was okay. So yesterday I got another gig canceled in August and it still hurts. Mm. It still hurts when they keep getting canceled. So it happened on a day when like one of my, I was really looking forward to this gig and um, this festival in Oklahoma in August and it got canceled and I was so bummed. Of course, of course, it is for the betterment of society that we do not gather right now. I'm so here for that. I'm I'm adhering to it as well. But um, it still hurts, you know? It's like, maybe we can hold on. Maybe we can. And then, ugh. so to get that contest, to, that win was a big, was a big win. Yeah. yeah. Well, Thank congratulations. You. And it's such Thank a beautiful song. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're in the middle of editing the music video for it. Ooh quite a process. How are you, so what is the music video? You, did you get people to send things in? Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. So, um, I don't want to reveal too much, but it is, I'm very excited about it. It is a fan, um, created music video and I am just merely the editor of it. I'm very excited. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's, I'm excited to see it. Like, yeah, I want, I'm, I'm so interested to see what people are creating during this time. And that's what this music video is all about. It's about what people, what our fans are creating, inspired by our song, Six Feet Apart. And this, what is, and the question of like, what is connection right mm -hmm. now? If you can't physically be in person and connect with one another, what is connection? And the things that they came up with, oh my gosh, the dancing alone. Oh my I'm so excited to debut it. I have is to it, finish it editing it, but yeah. Like slow dancing type thing? I don't know why I had to Oh do no, it's like all different types of dancing, all different types of crafting, all different types of art, all, ty all types of poetry and, and acting. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm excited to see it. <laughs> so as I say, so like going back, we were talking about when this all started and you were like, I'm not sure what I'm, what, what we're going to do. Yeah. So tell me what you have done and how you've pivoted because you have done so much. And just no. before we started, you were like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I'm doing so much work right now. And I'm like, that is great because we were all sort of panicking that we would have nothing to do and just be sitting twiddling our thumbs and reading a book or just trying. I wish. To my goodness. To the roof. 
Yeah. I wish I was just twiddling my thumbs right now and like reading a book. Um, I, to me on March 12th, when all of my gigs got canceled until the middle of May, um, I, I suspected because I have bipolar disorder that I would go into this like really intense, like depressive state. Um, I thought, you know, because I had, I got vocal nodules on my vocal cord. I got nodules on my vocal cords when I, you know, first really was getting going on this career. And then man, everything came to a crashing halt and I went into a massive depressive state. Like I thought I would never be able to sing again. And that broke everything felt like, um, so I thought here, oh God, here we go. Like all gigs canceled. I thought for sure that I was going to go into this, but no, in fact, it's the exact opposite. I have been working <laughs> two times the amount that I was working before for like a fraction of the pay because the community that I'm creating with my fans um, is what is paying me. Um, mm -hmm. My fans started writing me messages like the weekend after all this stuff started going down and, you know, messages about like how my album was helping them get through messages about, you know, uh, asking me for resources for mental health, um, asking me for concerts. Like, can you, can you do regular events? Um, telling me about how they're scared or their husband got furloughed and, you know, he's really depressed right now. He's his depression is back and we listen to your album. It's like healing and, you know, on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And I realized, um, and I, I had just had this discovery when I was on your podcast. Like I just barely was like starting to like, yeah, chew this idea up, which was that I can't take a break. I have got to go to work. Um, and wow, it's been quite a two months. Yeah. <laughs> I have, um, I have launched, um, so many events. I now have a weekly Sunday night concert series that gathers my fans to help mm -hmm. them feel hope and a place where they can look forward to, um, uh, in mental, in the mental health world, it is one of the core um, actions that you should take and should being a moral word, but um, it's good for you to take is looking forward to the future. And so we intentionally have a Sunday night series where our fans can look forward to something every week to get them going. And we get messages that say that. Um, I launched a book club in my Patreon. And so people can sign up for my Patreon. They get everything that I make for like, doesn't matter what tier they sign up for, um, as, as little as a dollar up to $100 a month. And they have access to everything. So I have a book club. And so it doesn't matter if you're on, signed on for like a dollar, you get to be a part of like the Heather May book club, which I'm calling the book club because my fans are amazed. They call them amazing humans. Mm -hmm. And so AH ABBA club, it's pretty apropos for the feelings that we're all feeling right now. Um, and I just had that and that was amazing and zoom check-ins and, uh, I'm going to be having yoga classes and support groups for mental health and all of it just to feed this concept of it's going to be really hard for a lot of my fans. And so I can't sleep on that. I have to help. Mm -hmm. um, and what was it like? Mama's tired. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And let's talk about that in a, in a moment, because I do yeah. want to hear about like how you are making time for yourself um, and yeah. taking care of your own mental health. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, 
one thing I like, I feel like we need to to sort of pay tribute to the fact that there have been some real positives that have come out of this. Yeah. And, you know, for someone like yourself, you have a real an avid and interactive fan base anyway, but you had not created this community before. And now you have this really vibrant community of people who are engaged and I, I and I see it and, I, and they're engaging with one another they're supporting one another they're supporting you it's it's really like as you say the sort of family feel but it didn't have that platform before and now you've kind of given it this life and this place to, to yeah. live and I I I don't know if I necessarily would say it wasn't there before because I saw it no, I, no, no, I just mean I didn't have that place the like well gather. so so Maybe. you mean a part, the part together series, you mean? Not this, not this sort of series, but in terms of like the Facebook group and community. <gasps> oh thing. yeah. That's the Facebook group is unreal. We, yeah, we totally launched a Facebook group where all of the people who attend the part together concert series, people who are my fans, Chris's fans could come together and just be in a private group together. And it's, you know, it's kind of like a clubhouse. It's like a clubhouse that looked like a bunch of butches and femmes and like built it and there's glitter everywhere. Um, and there's a Thai bow tie like section for people to try on bow ties. Um, but yeah, so like if, if there ever was a LGBTQIA treehouse club, that would be the Apart Together Facebook group, which feels very cool. And people do talk to one another, but there was this thing, especially because I know that there's going to be people watching this who are uh, musicians. Um, there was this moment that I had like two years ago when I started realizing that I was going to release an album that was about mental health. Um, I posted something that was like really candid about my own mental health. And I noticed that there was a lot of people who were messaging one another. They, cause they, they commented their own stuff and they started messaging with support and love to one another. And this was, you know, two years ago before I had even launched my album Glimmer. Um, or even started calling myself a mental health advocate. But I, I started to see that my fans were telling me what they wanted. They liked to come to my little corner of the internet and feel loved and understood. And so it was two years ago that I started to have this vision of creating, you know, I mean, the internet is nuts. It's dark and scary and there's lots of trolls and people aren't very nice. And so I thought... What could I do if my, my business is on the internet? What can I do to make it better, make it a better place? And I didn't realize that a, a pandemic would accelerate that. I had no idea. And the, did I ever think this would ever happen? No. 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 But it is. They're showing up and talking to one another. And I am honored and I keep saying I'm like a proud mother bird you know <laughs> I like look down at them and I like it used to be me talking to them and telling them like you've got it you're okay um on, it doesn't matter if I was posting about like body positivity mental health awareness social justice like you can do it now what I'm noticing is I'll comment something I'll post something and then I'll come back like an hour later a day later and they don't need me anymore because they're talking to one another and that's been really quite moving. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and how are you, so in terms of something you, you, you touched on a second ago was you yeah. said you've taken your business online. Yeah. And you've said you're working more, getting paid less. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but there's this, I mean, 
there is a lot of fulfillment and there's a lot coming back to you yeah from your fans from that and yeah um so let's talk about mental health for a second so how are you you know you're working more getting paid less how are you making that time for yourself and what are you what are you doing and I think there's in terms of some questions from the fans already um Heather where are we uh, what do you listen to when you're down what favorite movie do you watch to get you in a good mood um I guess maybe you know how do you lift yourself up <sighs> well so years of having a brain that vacillates between lows and highs I have kind of curated a list of things that I go to when I am in, um, when I'm either triggered or I can feel a trigger or, you know, just when I'm, I'm tired, I wake up really tired one morning. I'm like, oh boy, it's going to be a day. Um, I can't see, it doesn't matter how much coffee I have. I can't seem to shake off that exhaustion. Um, and so I just, I, I really, I, one of my biggest recommendations is make a list for yourself of your bumpers. I like to think of our mental health as a bowling ball. And sometimes you just need, it's not that you're going to go off the, you know, you roll it down and sometimes you roll it down and it's like down the bowling lane, right? Sometimes you're like, anxiety is just like skyrocketing. Or sometimes you're like, uh, just like an Eeyore bowling ball rolling down the lane. But if you have bumpers, that help you. It's okay to be the bowling ball that you are. Like it's okay to be like skyrocketing at like a hundred miles an hour, as long as you have bumpers that help guide you um, back to your bed at the end of the night and fall asleep and start over the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, it was a, a big change in my life when I realized that I am not flawed. I am not broken because of my brain. I just have to learn how to live with this. It's not I'm broken. I don't feel shame about my brain. So for me, building a regimen was just like me being like, oh yeah, I'm just having like a manic day. I just need to have some like chamomile tea. I need to make sure I'm taking meditation. I'm I'm taking some time to meditate. There wasn't. And so the things that I would say is that like the things that get me through the day, things that are getting are like the things I have incorporated in my everyday. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I Gilmore Girls, if you wanted to know, like a movie, uh, Gilmore Girls, the show is like such a clutch, like, <sighs> totally. Like, I love that they talk so fast. I love that it's like a tiny little Connecticut town. I love that the two of them drink nothing but coffee. It's amazing. That's um, probably why they talk at hundred miles an hour. Totally. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just, and just to back up for anyone who, um, yeah isn't familiar with you if they're sort of a, a fan of the artist collective or, or friends of mine yeah. who watch. Um, so you are social justice advocate, LGBT yep. advocate, um, mental health advocate, and you know, you're also open about being bipolar. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I love that I saw that you posted the other day was you posted a therapy session. So you posted sort of one side of your therapy session. Yeah. I thought that was incredibly brave. Thank you. And to me, it's not brave, right? Like mm-hmm. to me, this stuff shouldn't be hard. This stuff should be normal. Like you, I mean, people have stomach aches all the time (laughs) and they come into work and they're like, Oh, terrible stomach bug. Right. But when it comes to mental health, it's like, not like, Oh, I had a horrible panic attack yesterday. It's like, Oh, I'm fine. Right. Yeah. We don't think about our mental health the same way we do, or we don't even talk about our mental health the same way Mm -hmm. we do our physical health. Exactly. And that was something that someone said to me once, about you know taking care of myself and they were like well you know if you 
thought about your mental health that way would you would you go to the doctor if there was something mm-hmm. wrong with your physical health you would go to the doctor I was like yeah all right that's a good point mm-hmm. and in terms of self-talk and it was like you would never talk to someone else the way that you talk to yourself and I was like oh those t- those two things were really big sort of realizations for me in terms of the way that I think about mental health yeah, yeah. self-realization and because uh, what happens is we disassociate right between the way we speak to ourselves and ourselves we see them as two separate people mm. and they're not. I am one human. The way I speak to me is the way I am speaking. I am both the giver and the receiver of that. So if I'm unkind to myself, I am not just the one that receives that pain, but I'm also the one that willingly gives that pain away. You know, I'm harming somebody and I'm the one receiving that harm. And so when I And that's a huge, huge point for people who are taking like the beginning steps towards self-love and body positivity is recognize that for so many years, we so willingly hated one, hated ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're just fine with it until we realized I would never speak this way to someone else. Mm -hmm. Yep. In fact, I think are you, for, for your book club, are you doing Untamed by Glennon Doyle? Yes. Ah, cause I think we just finished it. I just finished it a week or so ago as well. So that, and, and in terms of the way that we were taught to think about ourselves and like, you know, constantly all of the, sh- you, you, you know, all of the things. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for that one. It is such a great book. That is an mm. amazing book. She retweeted me. Did she? Yes. That's amazing. That's so awesome. She actually, was t- to be fair, she actually tweeted about me. Um, Ra tweeted a video of me crying about her um, chapter, Girl Gods, where she like claims that, um, the reason why she calls God goddess is because it's so easy to call God, God and give God male pronouns. Mm, right? Yes. Um, yeah. and so until otherwise she's going to keep calling goddess. And so I'm just sobbing, sobbing horribly. And Ra took a video and posted it on Twitter and she was, she retweeted it and told me she loved me. Aww. It was the sweetest. I was like, Oh my God, Mama Glennon. <laughs> yeah. That book was amazing. Are you, do you have a book club? Yes. Oh my yes, god. We have a book club. And in fact, that was that is also next month. So we That's can amazing. Yeah, we can we can join forces for that if you like. So good. Do, yeah. So um it's an incredible book. And I think the next next one after that would be, I think, do you know Lamont Dozier? No. Should, yes. I don't know. What book it what's the book? Holland Dozier and Holland was like a um a co-writing group that wrote okay. so many um songs from like sort of the sixties. They wrote cool. um like for Marvin Gaye, they wrote for the Supremes, they just wrote for everyone. It was incredible. Anyway, cool. so he's just written um, an autobiography and I'm kind of just getting into that. So, oh, and this will be like super nerdy and songwritery. And I'm like, this is, this is yeah. like my little home for this. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> so um, before I nerd out about something else, do you want to play as a song? <gasps> I would love that. Yeah. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. What do you want to play? I'm going to play, I'm going to play, I, I'm going to play the, my anthem for what is happening in the world right now. Uh, and the one that you featured, you actually oh. featured this on the podcast. Now I get to play it live for your people. Beautiful. Thank you. All of this running and racing, my friend. two feet and I'm proud of where I've been bruising I'm tired and burned by the fire but I've kept moving and in 
I was singing myself, but I didn't want to, you know, be on camera doing that. <laughs> no one, no one needs to see that. <laughs> what does it feel like playing these shows at home mm -hmm. without people in front of you? Um, well, there are people in front of me. Well, you, you, you know, yes, like, but that's my answer is that okay. there are people in front of me. Like I, you know, I, I know that that dot that I'm staring at right now is just a dot, but behind that dot and behind the numbers of people that follow me and like the thousands of people that tune in, like those are real humans. Those are, those numbers just simplify the fact that those are real human existences. Those are real people who are listening and receiving that message, you know, I mean, I, I say this all the time to, I, I do marketing for um, musicians. I call it, I flip musicians like flipping houses and I, I love marketing and branding and I have synesthesia. So I hear color and, 
And so visions and visuals is like my thing. And I say this to my musicians who I do like social media stuff with is that never simplify what those numbers are because social media only all you see are just like four numbers or three numbers on top of your page. But what you don't realize is walk onto a stage and see all those people, all those thousands of people that follow you. Would you ever speak to them the way that you are speaking to your social media? This kind of like, hey, I've got a show. Hey, I'm doing this thing. You'd never do that on stage. If you walked out and you saw 2,000 people sitting in chairs, mm-hmm. you would look at them and, and, and speak to them like a real human. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, social media, there's like this wall, you know, and we think it's use that connection. And I, I'm totally aware that it's really hard. I mean, of mm-hmm. course, I like crave the feeling of seeing a room full of people. And the day that that comes, I can't, I, I will yeah. cry my eyes out and having people sing back to you like yeah. you, I know that you you know you're imagining it and everything but actually being in that room full of these people that are singing your song back to you right I I do of course I crave that but for me like I'm here right now and I'm still alive and so therefore I better use this tool I have for good whatever way I have it so I mean call it half glass full night <laughs> being naive but for me it's a survival method you know, I'm here for a reason and damn it, I'm going to use it for good, you know. And what is it like sort of, so you've created your home studio, your stage, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is my dining room that we're in right now. Does it feel, I mean, like, do, does it feel different, you know, kind of coming, coming down to do a show, you know, you, you're not sort of dragging all of your stuff over, you know, out to, to a venue. You're not having to cart it back or like yeah. find a parking space, all of that stuff. <laughs> you're just, you can just go downstairs and you can just go upstairs when you're done. Like, yeah. How, how, I mean, is is that a good positive for you, or it's a good or does positive. it just, or does it feel like you're not kind of separating work from home life? That has 100% been a struggle, um, especially because you know I live here with my uh, you know raw acts as my photographer, videographer, even sometimes my techie like helps me run my sound and stuff. Um, and then Chris and I we tour together, and now we're we're all living together and working and personal lives and business lives. I mean, we've definitely had to lay some like extreme boundaries. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to be totally real with you. It's not all roses and sunshine over here. I had a mental breakdown three weeks ago. I mean, I had to completely revamp everything because I knew that if I didn't take care of myself, I was going to run myself and this business and my fans into the ground. And so I have had to make some like serious like boundaries around like work time and like taking self-care time. And like last week we launched the singing out tour, this like massive virtual pride tours, the first ever virtual pride tour. And I like stayed up until 2am, woke up at 8am every day and like stayed up till 2am every single day. Monday through Friday, because I was trying to like prep this launch. And so this weekend was like massive self-care time because of that. And I know I'm definitely not alone in musicians who have had to create kind of an intense schedule to make sure that they're taking kids. How, I mean, like how easy is it to just work all the time when you don't have anywhere to go? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like just drilling yourself into the ground. So if you don't take some time to just stop and think about how do I want to schedule my day, you could, for me, I was, I was going to implode on myself. 
So it was sort of finding a new routine that yeah, really helped you. I actually built myself a daily planner that I print off every morning. I like go downstairs. I like get my cup of coffee or Ra gets me a cup of coffee and I like walk over to my office. I like, we moved into this house immediately around the time. Like it was nuts. I got off tour and we moved into this house and then everything shut down. So all my stuff at the beginning of this process was all in boxes. So, you know, very quickly into this thing, I was like, nope, I got to take some time to build an office. So I now like go to the office, I like print off my daily planner, which has like mental health priorities on it. I like fill out my work day. And of course we live in a pandemic. Things just go nuts. Like I won't make a schedule and the day just goes haywire, but it's the fact that I am prioritizing um, what's important that day and what's important for my, my uh, own mental health, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you know, someone who's a, a social justice activist or advocate, um, yeah. probably both, in fact, um, how are you being active? How are you advocating when you, cause often, you know, you said to me, it's really difficult because I can't usually, I can't go out and stand outside a government building and protest like I would yeah. normally do. It's frustrating. There's a lot of stuff that I want to be doing. Um, I like going to protest. It's an actual like pastime of mine. <laughs> I like doing that. Um, and usually once I finish a tour circulation, I really dive deep into my protest uh, work, I guess. Um, it's it's harder to do when I'm touring because I'm, I'm promoting, and, you know, it's harder to find protests when I'm on the road. So for me, when I'm home, I like to go to activists, you know, and um I like to go to rallies and, you know, even if it's just like a senator talking and saying, you know, we've got to do this for Planned Parenthood, you know, I like going to those and I can't right now. So virtually um, what I have found, and I have actually said this to my fans too, is that if you're feeling a little restless and like you can't, you feel, well, not restless, look y'all if you're feeling like you don't have a purpose right now one really great way to get purpose and to find a way to help um your own brain is to help other people so i found that organizing online um and organizing like hey donate to this fundraiser or hey quick video for blah 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 um quick video for we rise la which is a mental health um public health mental health service in la um i've been finding that that has been helping my brain. And honestly, like, I think I read um, somewhere that there was like, oh no, it was this metadata. It was this meta research program. They had, they collect, so metadata is like, they collect tons of data and they put it together and then they create, find research from all of them. Um, And then they have all this data, right? And they hand it out. And for me, what I found, what was the most interesting from this mental health um, uh, survey that was done was that people have, Um, a massive surge of dopamine and serotonin in their body when they do random acts of kindness. So for me, since I lived in New York City in 2010, um, I have been doing 2006. Oh my gosh, did I really just say that? Yeah, 2006. Um, Whenever I was feeling like low or missing my family, I would do random acts of kindness. Like it didn't matter if it was like buy a coffee drink for somebody in the line behind me or like you know, mm-hmm. give a bag of chips to somebody on the street or, you know, uh, buy a ticket to something for a friend. Um, yeah. I would do random acts of kindness to help, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny cause you're doing something selfless, but you're actually doing it for selfish reasons because sometimes you just need a boost to get mm-hmm. you out, you know? Yep. 
and, and uh, yeah full transparency I mean I love doing this podcast but it's also been great for me to have a focus yeah and you know it's it's for songwriters it's for music fans it's for musicians and it's sort of for this you know for that community and, and a lot of the programming that we've been doing around that has been you know to support that community and, and it's been so good for me to have that focus so I completely appreciate what you're doing and that's yeah. sort of why I really connected with what you what you have been doing yeah, because when in doubt, if you're feeling low about yourself, stop thinking about yourself and go do something for somebody else. Ooh, and oh, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's the nugget. I love it. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, We're doing a scavenger hunt right now, actually, at a park together. Did you see that? I did see it. I haven't had time to look at it. So I was like, what how are you gonna do a scavenger oh hunt? Oh my gosh, it's that. so amazing. So it's a virtual scavenger hunt. So people can my amazing assistant, Nikki, who also lives in New York City, um, she created this giant scavenger hunt. These, I think it's like 45, 40 quests. Um, and they get points when they complete them. They have to submit photos and videos once they complete them. And it's things that are just, they're social distancing safe. You can do them in your house, around your house, in your neighborhood. Um, and they're things that are for helping your own brain, things mm -hmm. like you know, uh, dress up as your favorite character, take photos, uh, build a pillow fort, build a movie theater in your house, build a bowling lane in your house, play bowling and be in the most creative, you know, paint, sing a song, dance, um, cook, all these different types of things. But then there's also like good works um, because it's not enough for us to make ourselves feel good. Right now, if I can build a community of people that care about, if I can build a community of people that I care about, Mm -hmm. to care about other people, then that is a legacy that I can be proud of. And mm -hmm. so part of the scavenger hunt is like, donate to Black Lives Matter, um, call your representative, uh, um, write a letter to an, uh, a friend, write a letter to a retirement center, write a letter. I mean, just, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it. And we've already gotten like over, I think now 150 submissions in almost three days. It's awesome. <laughs> I know it's fantastic. Um, so tell you what, I have two two more questions for you, and I am going to ask you to play another song because you're sad at your piano, so why not? Um, okay. So my two questions. Two questions. Yeah. One. Let's. Okay. How do you see the rest of the year playing out for you as a musician and an artist? And and given the fact that you've now sort of created this community as well, like how do you foresee things going if we're able to sort of gather? If we're not able to gather, like what what are your hopes yeah. going forward for the rest of the year? Um. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of horrible things that have come from COVID-19 and um, I really want people to stay home um, as much as that means that I will not be able to tour for quite some time. And I'm really bummed about that. Um, at the end of the day, I want my fans to be safe. And so as long as they're home, I'm going to continue to make content for them that helps literally keep them alive. Um, I'm just going to keep the the beautiful side of this quarantine situation is the channels of communication. Um, there's not as many walls for me. You know, I don't, I'm not stressing out about like finding a, the right plane ticket to get to blah, blah, blah festival. I'm not freaking out about like the right kind of amp for this one show and finding the costume and getting it there and all the, all the things I'm just not thinking. I'm, I'm not thinking about that anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I have more time to dedicate to what my fans really need. And so what this year looks like is music, of course, but community building 
that's what this that's what this this year looks like. I think I'm moving more towards being a I don't know community activist leader. Uh, <laughs> I don't I'm not sure exactly what to call it. Mental health pooler of good feelings into world via virtual web, creating um, social gatherings, virtual social gatherings where people can freely express how they feel. Um, they feel safe, they feel seen. Um, and yeah, support groups, concerts that make them feel good. That's lovely. Yeah. And what is something you were looking forward to when normality as we knew it possibly resumes? Hugging my fans. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be what it was. I, yeah. I thought you were going to say the merch table, but you went with hugging your the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I really look forward to, oh man. Mm. Ah. <clears throat> that is the one thing I am not getting right now. And I crave it and miss it very much. I love giving them love um, in whatever way they feel comfortable. You know, I, I shake their hands. I like fist bump. I, um, I hug them. And uh, it's so... Uh, bizarre i'm sure to people who maybe are not musicians but um or maybe are not musicians that like to even hug their fans but i um i wish i had i wish i could remember the last fan that i hugged i'm pretty sure i i'm pretty sure it was a fan in chicago my fan um i actually yeah i do it was my fan destiny who has been a huge supporter um and She's got a bunch of health complications and it was, I finally met her. She did a ton of work to be able to get to my shows. And when my fans do a lot of work for accessibility reasons to get to my shows, it means the world to me. And I spend a lot of time talking to them after the show. And she told me to keep going Mm -hmm. and I'll never, I'll never, I'll I'll never, uh, (laughs) I'll never stop missing it. Yeah. No. And I, I think that will most that will definitely be the um, the thing that I look forward to the most is being able to look them in the eye and tell them they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, all of when I asked that question, everyone was like, "I knew she was going to say that." <laughs> <laughs> so well, they know you. I love you, amazing humans. I miss you so much. Heather, would you like to play a yeah. fun? Sorry, I have a dog who's just freely running around. Like Hi, she doesn't sweet know. Thing. She's doesn't the know sweetest. We have a show. It's okay. You know, this entire time, my fans know this. They know this so well. I've had an orange cat just walking the entire time. You're sitting on a ladder right now, by the way. And I've just had this orange cat just like walking. At one point, I thought the mic was going to go on and, you know, just is what it is. Just a ginger cat messing with a ginger mom. <laughs> um, okay. Song. You want a song? I, yeah. <sighs> Sing for your supper, Heather. All right. No, seriously, thank you very much. I would very much appreciate the song. <laughs> Somebody requested this on my Instagram the other day, and I didn't play it for them, so this is for them. I've been fighting for my life, but the shadows finally run me down. Now this forest is closing in. Thank you. 
actually an 13 year old girl produced and directed that that music video um, I, yeah I remember you now that you've said it I'm like oh yeah I do remember that now mm-hmm, that's beautiful <laughs> thank you so much okay so Heather May um you are live on Sundays at 8 p.m I am eastern 8 p.m eastern yep thank you 8 p.m eastern and your uh, and your Facebook community group if anyone wants to join it who has not joined it is called Apart Together yeah mm-hmm. the Apart Together community yep thank you the Apart Together community um, <laughs> 
New York Artists Collective is uh, live every Wednesday from 8 p.m. I have been a bit lazy this week and I haven't entirely set up who the guest is next week, but I can guarantee you it will be amazing. Um, <laughs> it will be fun. And also we have uh, a community group as well if you guys want to join it. If you're musicians, songwriters, or just music fans, it's called NYAC Inner Circle. Heather May, it is always such a pleasure to chat to you. I can never believe that we've been, spe we've been speaking nearly an hour and it's feels oh my like gosh. five minutes. Yes. So. I, love, I love our conversations. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me on. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Heather, you take care of yourself. And I hope, I hope very much to see you live and in concert soon. I do too. Bye, Bye sweetheart. The wonderful Heather May. Next week on the podcast, Eli Lev joins me to talk about being a musician slash entrepreneur and how that approach has set him up with a fan base that has really supported him through this pandemic and beyond as we navigate towards reopening. I'm really looking forward to that one. Now, our podcast, of course, can be watched in real time over on our Facebook page, Wednesday nights from 8 p.m. Eastern time. So follow our page and join our inner circle, all of those details and links in today's episode, and you can find out all about our upcoming guests. Stay safe out there. I'm Stephanie Manns. We'll see you next time. New York Artists Collective.